Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I am back from my vacation. We took off to the month of November. That was fun. We vacationed in November. Or that's <laughs> the time travel. It's basically what it felt like as we were up in Iqaluit in uh, Nunavut. And um, it was about, I think the day we got there on the Friday, it was about 13 and sunny. And I said, okay, this is fine. And then it dropped to single digits for the rest of the week. Yeah, for the forecast here, it looked like rain and 7 or 8 degrees for, for most much of it. Basically, it was like being in, you know, Ireland or something weather-wise uh, in the fall. It, it, it was, yeah, on and off, misty rain, never heavy rain. It would rain a bit. It would stop. You know, little sun would creep out through the clouds. David, our youngest, had said it had been cloudy there for uh, like about two or three weeks, he said, which was unusual. Normally, he said they get a lot more sunshine. But, uh, yeah, that's off the bucket list like it ever was on the list. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you do? Not much. Like, it's not like a resort area. No. No, it's, you know, it's, um, I will say this, it looks like some Caribbean islands without the heat. Like when you look across the water and you see, you know, a lot of times when you're down south. Like, is it right on the water? Right on Frobisher Bay? Bay? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, well, it's an island. It's Baffin Island, right? It's all right. to itself. That's you can't, true. You can't drive in or out. You gotta, you gotta fly in or boat or swim. Um, and there's not much of that going on because it never really warms up, I think, above about 16. So, uh, it's a, it's a very cute little town. It's, it's like 8,000 people. Uh, all the homes, of course, are on stilts and made of wood, and they're all painted. So it's very colorful. They're all painted different colors. And uh, we were inside a few because uh, David has a bunch of friends that he hangs out with and works with and plays softball with and, and drinks with. And uh, so we did a bit of a house crawl because there's really no pubs to pub crawl to. There's okay. one place. Um, and, what's, a, uh, what's a pint at the pub? Uh, we went, well, I don't remember what a pint itself is. So we went to, there is a brewery, and actually it's the, the most northern brewery of all, all Canada. And right. so we went there and had, had a couple. And it, I think it's reasonable. Um, see, the government subsidizes a lot of stuff that's part of your food groups, and I believe alcohol is a part of our food group. Oh. I believe beer is considered, you got grains, vegetables, meats, dairy, and beer. They I find believe. a way in there. Yeah. Uh, so it was reasonable, like nine, ten bucks. But the, what you do notice is, uh, when you go to the grocery store and non-essential items, like condiments or craft dinner or potato chips, which should be a, uh, an essential item, I think. <laughs> but like a bag of potato chips is like eight to nine dollars. Okay. Bag. Gatorade is like, Six or seven dollars a bottle. Wow, that's crazy. Like a bag club. of chips here is like six bucks, so you can pay five, six dollars at some convenience store. So that didn't seem outrageous, yeah. but a, a Gatorade shouldn't cost you more than two, three bucks. Yeah, at a convenience store, of course, but you can go to a grocery store, you can get a bag of potato chips for three dollars. Right. You know. Um, but your eggs, your milk, all your kind of essential stuffs is all, all subsidized. We actually took golf clubs. It was funny. We, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All I can picture is you showing up at the airport. Oh, uh, yeah. To get on this flight and looking like Caddyshack, oh, like, yeah. like, like Dangerfield or something <laughs> I, showing up. I, uh, I kept joking with David going, okay, so where's the beer cart? Where's the clubhouse? <laughs> how to, how does, is somebody going to clean my clubs? Like, how does this work? Um, we, it basically their golf course, we think it's either nine holes or 12. We're not sure. We're a little confused because there's, in a shocking turn of events, there's no cart path. No yeah. carts. Right. I had to walk this thing. <laughs> uh, and you know, each hole kind of to show the hole is there. Did it's, you take golf shoes? 
No, I played in my. <laughs> okay. You got well. I have no photos on my phone because Maria was taking all the photos. But basically, when you see me, I'm in a hoodie, a vest, a hat, winter gloves, <laughs> and my snow boots. <laughs> Dragging my golf cart around and my little uh, Bushnell speaker, yeah. listening to music right. out there. But you showed up at the airport with golf clubs. Yeah, and so when you get to uh, Pearson, you know, uh, all the other airlines, they're all going to sunny destinations or Europe, somewhere else in Canada, and there's long, long lineups for all of them. And you know, when you go in, they got all the different aisles, and you got to. So we go and we look, and it's like, hey, where's Canadian North? That's the airline we, that's the only airline you can fly with. Right. We go and we're looking, we're looking on the chart. Okay, there it is. We go walking through the airport, and there's this one lonely lady sitting at like a fold-out table, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I come strolling up with my golf caddy big thing, and she's like, uh... You're flying to Calloway today? Yes, we are. What are you doing with the golf clubs? We're going to golf. I understand there's a beautiful course on Frobisher Bay Links. <laughs> so, uh, so then I had to take the golf caddy, uh, over to oversized luggage where they made me open it because they didn't believe I was actually carrying golf clubs. <laughs> I thought it was full of, full of booze. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cause, oh, that's the thing. You can only get beer and wine up there. No spirits. Okay. Some towns, because of alcoholism and all sorts of other you know, social issues, some towns around a Calloway are completely dry. So much so that you can't even have alcohol within 20 kilometers of the town. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real problem. So uh, we get up there and we go on this golf course and literally you're teeing off uh, of every green. That's right. You're teeing off from the green. And you would say, well, Craig, doesn't that ruin the greens if you're smacking off? No, because the greens are old, worn out carpet. <laughs> you know the type of carpet you see at the dump? <laughs> type of carpet that somebody's either pooped or thrown up on? Did, did a dog give birth on this carpet? This is, this is what you're teeing off of. And, and you hit it to the next pile of garbage carpet. So you should call the golf course garbage links. Cause you literally are playing beside the town dump. Mm, is that a waff of rotting diaper as I'm teeing off? You're hitting it to either garbage or hydro poles. Sounds lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> No, it's, you might get confused with Pebble Beach. You might go, I think so, yes. Yeah, the image you were putting up just said, it had me thinking, hmm, is that, is that Carmel, California? That's right. And, 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 sta- and amongst all of this, it's just beaten down, rotting trailers that I found people still living because I went to have a pee behind one and the guy screamed at me. <laughs> you go out of the town. How do you live in a trailer up there? <sighs> people are, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's just another planet. People live in this town, in the middle of nowhere, Baffin Island, and they go camping. Like, you're not more in the middle of nowhere. My son is currently on a nine-day hike to the middle of nowhere. They have a street called Road to Nowhere. It is, it's crazy. How, what, what, I, I want to know what his child life was, child life was, was like in, in your house. That has pushed him <laughs> to the to the stretches, like the limits of the earth. Yeah. He has gone to the Charlie Manson of fathers. Of fathers. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, we went out for lunch one day, and it was like three sandwiches, nothing special. Maria had like a turkey. I had like some kind of uh, Italian cold cut sandwich. David had an Arctic char, of which we went fishing once, caught no fish. <laughs> what a bunch of tourists we are. The guy beside us is pulling like 30 fish out at a time. His wife is decapitating them and literally <laughs> cooking them on the seaside. We can't catch a fish and David lost his lure, so we went home. 
We gave up. But three sandwiches, one with the Arctic char and uh, a juice. No uh, no booze at this. Uh, it's kind of like a diner. Uh, $90. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, it's, it's all it's the price of gas. I didn't, I didn't ask. We didn't stop. Oh. Uh, no, I, yeah, I never even noticed that, uh, to be honest. I, um, you can only buy a case of beer a day and I think seven bottles of wine. You got to show your ID so you can't go back in and buy more. And I'm like, well, what am I to do with one, two, four a day? I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, didn't each of you line up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm outside talking yeah. to a local going, can you get me another case? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm 17 years You're old. Shoulder tapping all yeah. over again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice people. Everybody we met in the streets was very, very kind. At one point, Maria and I were walking, uh, our, our, by ourselves, just walking around the town, and this lady looks at us and goes, are you guys lost? Do you need help? <laughs> I guess we were in a bad part of town. We shouldn't have been there. So, but overall, it was very nice. A lot of young people, a lot of, um, government workers, and I guess what happens is, and from David's friends and talking to them, they all go up there and they get these government jobs. What they are, I don't know, but there's lots of different ones. And they get paid very well, and they, they're, 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 their rent is subsidized by the government, and they go out there for three to five years, and they just pack it all away. They just right. make a ton of cash, and then they go home and buy a house. Yeah. Basically, that, that's the drill. All right. I, uh, I, I didn't want to tell you this because I don't know if it's going to happen, and I don't want to, you know. You know, sometimes you don't want to talk until things uh, come through, but I'm this close to landing mornings in a calorie. Yeah. <laughs> this close. <laughs> One more interview, and I think it's mine. The uh, MTV Video Music Awards um, happened last night. I didn't see them, but uh, why do they even bother calling them the Video Music Awards? Like, why does MTV even bother anymore? Right, yeah. What's the point? Right. They don't show any music videos anymore, but they they stay at it. And uh, I guess one of the highlights, uh, supposedly, or maybe lowlights, was Johnny Depp appearing. Um, He showed up uh, twice. Once with his face superimposed inside the helmet of a CGI moon man floating over the crowd. Okay. And he said, I needed the work. Second time he shows up and he says, I want you guys to know I'm available for birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, weddings, wakes, and any old thing you need. So it's kind of like he's begging for work at this point. (laughs) Okay. And that was basically about it. Uh, Cheech and Chong showed up to present Red Hot Chili Peppers with a global icon award. Okay. So... Outside of that, nothing much to report. Uh, America, this is why you can't have nice things. Because of all your bickering, the Osbournes are going back to England. They've had enough. <laughs> Even Ozzy can't take it anymore. They had previously announced they were moving back to the U.K., but in a new interview, they explained why. Sharon said America has changed so drastically. It isn't the United States at all. Nothing's united about it. It's a very weird place to live in right now. And Ozzy adds... Everything is effing ridiculous there. I'm I'm fed up with people getting killed every day. God knows how many people have been shot in school shootings, and it's effing crazy. He says, uh, I also don't want to die in America. I don't want to be buried in effing Forest Lawn Cemetery. I'm English. I just want to be home. So they've had enough. Right. Sharon, was she still doing The View and all that stuff? I don't know. I don't know if she's still on that. And another example of Keanu Reeves being the total cool dude we all know he is. A a couple got married over the weekend, and they just happened to hold their reception at a hotel that Keanu Reeves was staying at. Now, they didn't know that until the groom ran into Keanu at a bar, and he invited Keanu to uh, the reception, and Keanu said maybe. 
And an hour later, he did show up, even though he was tired from a long flight. The bride said he was kind enough to do some pictures, and her wedding photographer was able to capture some, too. Then he took the time to speak with some of our guests and have more photos. So let's go around, too. Like, he, he uh, like, whatever, just, like, T-shirt and jeans at the bar, but he went up and put a jacket on. Wow. In order to come back and go to the wedding. He's a classy guy. Yeah. He's a lot of things, and classy is one of them. While I was away, I guess, the uh, the big story was Bell Media and CTV and Lisa Laflamme losing her job. Right. And, boy, do we have gotten up in arms over this. And, listen, I don't know Lisa Laflamme at all. I'm sure she's a lovely lady and very, very nice and all of that. But, you know, I, I, I kind of wish, and I've read this a few places now. I was just actually at DeanBlindell.com reading one of his uh, guys who makes a terrific point at Bell or CTV taking a portion of the salaries that she made and for her Peter Mansbridge, who, by the way, let's not uh, confuse these people as journalists. They're not. They're talking heads on television. Peter Mansbridge might have been a journalist in his day, as Lisa was, but as the career rolled on, they just became talking heads on television. Had they invested in some journalism in those networks instead of all the money going to one salary, that might have helped the cause across this country because that's truly lacking in media these days, just the amount of journalists. We don't have enough of them out there. Well, uh, yes and no. I, I think, you know, the problem is, and people who are, are, are pining the salary, you, you've risen to the top position in the country. Oh, I don't, I know. There's only yeah. one job on that desk. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying chair. she didn't deserve her money. Right. I'm well, saying. I think some are though, and, that, and that's, you know, some scoff right away and say, well, she, she was making too much and, and no one should be paid that much to do that job. Mm. You've made it to the elite level mm-hmm. of what you do. And, and the, issue that a lot of people take with this and you know beyond the the gray hair and and ageism that's Mm. happening is that you know you talk about a peter mansbridge and he got months to say goodbye Mm -hmm. and was paraded around and 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 celebrated she was told not to talk about it for Mm -hmm. two months or you know and uh and then quietly exited and you know there's just a hypocrisy there Mm -hmm. that that happened between the way you know before her uh others as well don't gnash or any like the they were all kind of given that uh do mm-hmm. uh, that they deserved to, to to say goodbye in the way that they wanted to, and she was upset mostly because of that. She, you know, not only was she ushered out long before they were, mm. uh, much earlier than they were, but also because of uh, the fact that they, she didn't get to say that goodbye. And we've seen Dove Canada gone and grayed out all of their advertising. Wendy's changed their logo to gray as well uh, because, you know, part of it and this, you know, apparently came from a memo that was saying the the head of the news uh, Bell Media's news division was upset or that he wasn't involved or who who allowed her to go gray Mm. and was okay with that decision as if that even bloody well matters. Well, look, if we're so worried about gray hairs, maybe a little more time spent on, oh, I don't know, retirement homes where people are sitting and suffering. You know, we get all of a sudden we're all on our high horse about ageism and gray hair because of this one woman. And I get it. She's a celebrity. She's a public. Of course, this is going to draw a lot of attention. But if all these companies are all all of a sudden on side with gray hair, maybe you take some of those profits you made from soap and burgers and put it into causes for seniors then. If you're that on side with the ageism. Well, I think you know, more than anything, for for me, I, it, boy, did Bell ever go wrong with this whole Let's Talk campaign, mm. right? Because they push Let's Talk, Let's Talk, and they don't ever seem to listen. No, not very uh, well. Because they're certainly not reading the room 
uh, when it comes to the amount of mass firings and and there's nobody uh, left in the room. Let go, yeah, maybe that's it. You got nobody to talk to. They fired everybody. I saw this thing on uh, Facebook where somebody asked, uh, "Name the first hockey player you think of when you name a certain team." Okay. So. So, for example, if you look at the original six, because it would take us to go through all the teams now. Right. But yes. if you look at the original six, say like with the Detroit Red Wings, you can't say Gordie Howe. Okay, right. The most obvious one you can't think of. All right. So when I say to you outside of Gordie Howe and the Detroit Red Wings, what's the first player you think of? Iserman. I said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That or Probert. Yeah. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens. You can't say uh, Rocket Richard because that's too obvious. Okay. Montreal Canadiens, first player you think of? Ken Dryden. I went Patrick Waugh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I couldn't think of one that really stood out as being that spectacular the entire... Uh, Wendell, Doug, yeah, Dougie yeah. Gilmore, probably. I, I would have said Dougie Depends Gilmore. Depends on your era, right? Yeah. A little younger, you're probably thinking Sundin. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. You can't say... Um, uh, what was the guy's name? The donut place from Wayne's World? Oh, Makita. <laughs> you can't say Stan Makita. <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, probably Bobby Hall. Oh, that's a good one. Right. You know, but, yeah, I mean, for many now, it'd be like the Jonathan Taves yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. Or, or for me, I was a goalie, so I was thinking like Murray Bannerman. He, and he mm. had a, like a, one of those classic masks with right. the, the logo on it. I think back to the Leafs, if I, but the first one that popped in my head when I thought about it, of course, was Daryl Sittler. But then again, it, it is all generational, right? Yeah. So when I was growing up, he was. And, and for me, positional, because I tend to go to goaltenders. And for me, it's pot then, right, right away. Right. Uh, New York Rangers. Yeah, John Van Beesbrook, same thing. Wow. See, I would have gone with uh, uh, Hendrick Lundquist. Okay, yeah. Only because he wore a hell of a good suit. Yes. He dressed oh, he well. still does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little game uh, that I would throw around with you. Hmm. Boston Bruins, kids can't say uh, Bobby Orr. Uh, Cam Neely. Yeah, or, the, or Ray Bork. Yep. Yeah. Cam Neely, of course. The ultimate in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> Just for that alone. There's my memory going again. Random lines. Yeah, yeah, that's right. From stupid movies. This is a, a, a story of, once again, how stupid men are. You know, you're on your honeymoon. It's a great opportunity to relax and enjoy anything your heart desires, basically, with the person you married. But this is probably something you shouldn't be doing on your honeymoon. A man was arrested on his honeymoon after he answered an ad for a prostitute. <laughs> Believable. He left his new bride sleeping in their hotel room and went out to meet a prostitute he connected with online at a hotel. Oh, Lord. Instead, he was caught in a sting by local police as they were cracking down on sex trafficking, and he was cuffed and taken to the station. 176 men were arrested. Wow. I, you know, in all my life... I was just out here to get ice cubes. That's right. right. I'm standing waiting for a bus. Um, I I don't, you know, the whole... I would never... I don't even have the the cojones to ever think. Even as if I was a single guy... To, to order a prostitute. Like, you know when you're in Vegas and you get all those cards <laughs> right. handed to you? Yes. Like, I the just, flickers at the, at the end of the corners. Even if I was a single guy in Vegas, I don't think I'd have the cojones to call one of those numbers. <laughs> I'd just be afraid she'd come and beat me up. <laughs> I'm paying to disappoint someone else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stop faking. You know I'm no good at this. <laughs>
<laughs> a cop had a good line. He said, I wondered if all the guests uh, can get their gifts back from the uh, reception oh, of the wedding. Kidding. Was it too late to ask for it back? On your honeymoon. Now, there's a topic that will come up over the years. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Kids, you'll never guess what your dad did on our honeymoon. Oh, you'll laugh. Can we just get this four-day work week going? It seems like every time we have any kind of poll or discussion about it, almost all people want the four-day work week and say they would rather work 10-hour days for four days than five days at eight hours a day. It seems like almost everybody who's asked says, yeah, I would take that. Well, I think it it sounds very nice. Yeah, okay, let's get a three-day weekend every week, but... You know, we're in the midst of like an epidemic of, of quiet quitting, like people who mm-hmm. are just saying, I've had enough. They don't want to return to pre-pandemic levels of work. They mm-hmm. kind of liked working from home because they realized, eh, my time's valuable and I don't really need to put as much effort into work as I was before. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine now if you say, oh, yeah, by the way, we want you back in the office and we're going to make it 10-hour days to give you that four-day work week. I, I don't know if that's going to fly as much as it sounds so great right now. Well, 15,000 people were asked, and almost all of them said, yeah, I'll take the 10 hours a day at four days a week. Look, if I was an employer, if I owned a business, I know this is all weird times, and we've never been through stuff like this before, but I'd ride these people out. Because, okay, uh, little uh, Joanne and Joey, your time is so valuable. Get into the office. Get to work. Relax. You're not that, you know, calm down. <laughs> What do you, what do you say to the planet there, Bill Gates? No, get into the office. Inevitably, they all got to go back to work. Right. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, if that's the attitude that so many people have, then, mm. then yeah, it sounds great. Let's have a, a four day work week mm. and I'll put in the extra two hours. But, you know, when it comes down to it and that, you know, you hit hour eight and you think, oh, I got two more hours to go. They may not be so interested. No. And the reality is, too, you might work a 10 hour day, but let's really look at how many hours you're actually working. Right. In. 10 hour day. You're lucky if you're putting in four right. real hours. Well, that's work. it. I think everyone right now is answering that going, yeah, I'll, I'll put in a 10 hour day from home. Right. <laughs> no problem. Right. Uh, people would still rather work from home, it is said. Almost half of those 15,000 say they would uh, rather, well, about half and half, I guess, and yeah, it, they would uh, rather work from home. Um, do you like having music on or do you like to work in silence? Most say they like to have some music on in the background. Uh, do you like to eat lunch at your desk or with coworkers? Most say they would rather just sit at their desk alone and right. pile through. Um, would you rather work through lunch and go home an hour early or take a long lunch to break up the day. Most said they would work through lunch. Absolutely, yeah. Just eat, eat at your desk. If, if that counted, the only problem is so many places will look at you leaving an hour early and say, well, wh- mm-hmm. why are you going so early? And mm-hmm. they don't even respect the fact that you didn't take any breaks. Yeah, no, I know. There's a lot of times. And I even when I had like a regular I mean, nine-to-five job, I never would go and like sit in the lunchroom and just stare at the wall and eat my lunch. It just seems very weird. First of all, it's gross in there. It always is. (laughs) And then other people are coming in and heating up their leftover fish. Right. Thank you. I remember a couple of times when I had, you know, same kind of nine to five and you had a one hour lunch and you go out for lunch mm-hmm. you're like oh you get to the restaurant you're like can you hurry this up like oh, I, 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 I don't have a lot of time i know here. <laughs> i know yeah it was i remember one of the great things when you were in school 
Um, and you know, you'd always eat in the cafeteria and it was horrible. But when your mom would give you like five bucks and you could go grab lunch somewhere, yeah. oh, it was the best to like be able to leave the school and walk to the local fish and chip place or a McDonald's or whatever was near you. Of course, it was just my luck growing up that my high school was dead set in a subdivision. Like there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing to be had. Meanwhile, the high school my wife went to was like just surrounded with restaurants and culture. And oh life. man. Yeah. I had none of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I still, I, I think, I, I agree with most of these people. It seems like working the 10-hour days um, and only uh, four days a week would be the way to go. Speaking of the lunch people, I love the people who take their hour lunch and go pick up that lunch while we're there, then come back oh, yeah. and eat it oh, yeah. when they're back oh, at yeah. work. We used to have people that worked here. You could, they come in in the morning, like reception or wherever, and they're having their breakfast. Like you, you couldn't have had this at home. If we had a shower here in a wardrobe closet, they'd be getting dressed and changed here. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.